Hello, everyone. It's Matthew DeMello. We're back with another episode of The Fiona Show, hot off the press. Today, we've got a great scoop, new regulations in Lithuania, a big brother approach on intracompany loans down under, and which digital company just socked it to the IRS. Let's get started. Here's your transfer pricing news, hot off the press. What's the correct definition of an intangible? You've struggled with it, we've struggled with it, the IRS has struggled with it, but Amazon, now there's a company that seems to have a grasp on the meaning of intangible, past and present. In fact, the definition just helped the company win a $1.5 billion transfer pricing dispute against the IRS. The case was about cost sharing, buy-in payments made by Amazon's Luxembourg subsidiary. Should they include compensation for transferred residual business assets, such as workforce in place, goodwill, and going concern value, the IRS thought yes, and Amazon thought no. And last week, a U.S. federal appeals court agreed with Amazon. You see, in 2005, Amazon transferred all the intangible assets, website technology, marketing intangibles, and European customer information required to operate the company's European website business. Amazon used the comparable uncontrolled transaction method, or CUT, to set the buy-in price for the transfer under the cost-sharing agreement at $217 million. The IRS, however, used the discount cash flow method and determined that a buy-in of $3.6 billion was more like it and thus increased the amount of Amazon's continual cost-sharing payments. The IRS set deficiencies for 2005 at $8.4 million in 2006 at $225.7 million. In March 2017, the tax court sided with Amazon saying that the cut method was the right way to go in terms of the buy-in amount. Last week, the Ninth Circuit Court seconded the tax court's opinion saying that in 2005 and 2006, the definition of intangible was limited to independently transferable assets. The court had to rely on regulations made in 1994 and 1995 to reach a decision. In 2009, the Treasury Department declared that compensation was required for more types of contributions to buy-in payments. And of course, in 2017, Congress changed the definition of intangible property. So if this case was about more recent cost-sharing arrangements, Amazon may not be so lucky. I guess it's true. Timing is everything. Back in 2017, an Australian subsidiary for Chevron was hit with a 255 million U.S. dollar tax bill after a court found that an intercompany loan arrangement violated Australia's transfer pricing rules. In that case, the deductible interest payments between the two entities were too high to be considered arm's length. Well, here it is two years later, and tax evasion from intercompany loans is still high on Australia's priority list. Jeremy Hershorn, second commissioner of client engagement at the Australian Tax Office, that's the ATO, said the authorities are cracking down on tax evasion, particularly through tax profiling, artificial transfer prices, and intercompany loans, which are often used to reap tax benefits. The government has been working away and has already reduced the risk level of related party loans by about 80 billion Australian dollars. Last month, the authorities issued a ruling targeting intercompany loans, stating that companies can't use transfer pricing to manipulate data in a financial agreement, and he warned multinational companies that the ATO would be on the lookout for intercompany dealings that are not arm's length. Who knows? Maybe Chevron got off easy. 
Sorry, Apple, but the glory days of Irish tax breaks may be over. In August 2016, the European Commission ordered Ireland to recoup 14.4 billion U.S. dollars plus interest gulp, from the tech giant, claiming that one of the richest companies in the world was handed an unfair tax advantage. Ireland disagrees with the claim, and shockingly, so does Apple. The company and the commission go to court next month to hash it out. Apple isn't alone in its appeal. The commission has been aggressive about issuing orders for countries to recoup tax dollars since 2015. Remember when it insisted that the Netherlands collect millions from Starbucks and then it ordered Luxembourg to go after fiat? We're still waiting on the court's decision about those cases, but Belgium came into some good news last February when the court agreed that despite the commission's mandate, the EU country did not have to collect 800 million euros in unpaid taxes from various companies, one of which was Anheuser-Busch. Not collecting 800 million euros? Congratulations, Belgium. Transfer pricing requirements are popping up like weeds in a garden. Take far-flung Lithuania, for example. Back in January, the BEPS 13 holdout introduced official new transfer pricing documentation requirements, which include the adoption of master and local files. The CBC report was already a must. Incidentally, multinational companies with a presence in Lithuania and revenue exceeding 15 million euros better get going on that documentation. It's due the 15th day of the sixth month following the end of the financial year at high tide and during a full moon. Okay, maybe not those last two. Low value transactions, you're off the hook. The new regulations apply to transactions conducted in 2019 and onward. And in mid-August, the tax authorities issued a friendly reminder, okay, full disclosure, we added the friendly part, about them with a few new points. No need to worry about the hierarchy for transfer pricing methodology anymore. We know that's been keeping you up at night, but you will have to justify that the method you use is the most appropriate. Oh, and one more thing. You can use mutual agreement procedures to resolve tax disputes. Adios double taxation. The new regulations even tell you how to get the ball rolling. And that's what transfer pricing fanatics are talking about this week. But just like transfer pricing regulations, news changes every day, so keep up. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and we'll give you the good, the bad, and the ugly on transfer pricing every week. While you're at it, check out our anchor podcast, The Fiona Show, which dives into technical and philosophical transfer pricing topics and offers CPE credits for listening. Hard to pass up, we know. This podcast was hosted, engineered, and edited by yours truly, Executive producer Marilyn Mitchum-Strom writes our scripts. We'll meet you back here next week for more transfer pricing coverage hot off the press. 